And we are back with another episode. Uh, how is everyone doing today? We got some good stuff. We got some really good stuff for you guys. Um, hope you guys are enjoying your summer. It's hot as balls out there. Um, how are you doing, Next Level? Fantastic. Oh, shit. <laughs> so today's episode, we're going to be talking about crypto. But before we get into that, make sure you guys do check the description below. Get yourself protected. Get that VPN. Um, as always, we always recommend something with your internet protection. That is the best thing to do right now. A lot of stuff happening out there. So just protect yourself before you wreck yourself. All right. What'd you got? Buzz TV. Buzz TV global.com. Make sure you get buzz. Get buzz at buzz TV global.com. Great Android TV devices. Uh, great remotes. Great accessories. Great people. A great experience. Make sure you check them out. Oh, show. All right. So we got a couple things here that we've been looking into. Um, I know Next Level always gets excited when we start talking about crypto. So where did you want to kick this off? Um, Let's see. Uh, What the hell? What the hell? What the hell? I have a I have a couple of statistics I can just you know read off to just to get I get I guess get the episode going. Mm-hmm. So here is an article that I have in front of me that lists off uh, ten block ta- blockchain statistics. Wow, I can't ten blockchain statistics. I think I said it right. It's it's early in the morning. I'm still drinking my coffee. Sue me. So it says more than eighty three million people as of July twenty twenty two have created unique Bitcoin wallets on blockchain.com, a site that makes buying Bitcoin possible. That's a 72% more than the year earlier and 237% more since 2018. So if we want to talk crypto adoption, we're up 72% according to uh, blockchain.com since last year for Bitcoin. As an overall... You you are a lot more likely to be like, uh, I'll send you some Bitcoin for the pizza that we're splitting on. And people around you will probably be like, yeah, oh, that, that's cool. Okay. That's crazy. You're more likely, right? I yeah. did also see some statistics that I was looking at over the past couple of days. We're um, in the US and, and Canada and North America it's like a ratio of 70 to 30% in regards to genders. So 70% of the wallets are owned by male and 30% are owned by females. So I think that we need to encourage everybody to get more wallets. Yeah. The next one says that cryptocurrency creator Satoshi Nakamoto is thought to own 1 million bitcoins worth 40 billion to 60 billion US dollars. I mean that's it's an old fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are more than 250,000 confirmed transactions of bitcoin daily. Now, I don't think that I don't think that number's accurate. I think that sounds too low, but that's just because I'm a bull, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's good. 250,000 is good. I, I need that milli. Says research from July 2021 shows that 89% of American adults have heard of Bitcoin. You better have heard of Bitcoin by now. Where have you been hiding in the States? 
46 million Americans, roughly 22% of the adult population, own a share of Bitcoin. Now, fun fact, if you don't know anything about cryptocurrency, you don't need to buy a whole coin. You want to buy $5 of Bitcoin, you can buy $5 of Bitcoin. You can do whatever you want. Uh, again, not financial advice. I'm not telling everyone to buy Bitcoin. I'm not saying that you should do it. Uh, it says that by 2025, financial analysts say the global blockchain market will grow by 39 billion US dollars. I don't know what that's supposed to mean because we're, we just hit that $1 trillion market cap for crypto. So that doesn't even sound like it's relevant to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we were under $1 trillion. There was a point when the total market cap for crypto was $2 trillion, right? Now, to put that into perspective, you have companies like Microsoft and Apple that are $2 trillion companies. So all of crypto was, you know, had, had the same amount of market cap that those companies did. Uh, so I think that we're going to be getting back to that $2 trillion, but I'm not going to say when yet. Um, 29% of millennial American parents own cryptocurrency. I would have thought it would have been more than that. Yeah, I would think it would be more. Well, I guess people, I don't know, people are still figuring out what crypto is. What's, what's a millennial again? Am I a millennial? Are you a millennial? I guess I'm a millennial. I don't know. The millennial, the millennial number or year changes. Sometimes it starts at 81 and I heard it starts in eight at 84. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If you know what it is, put it in the comment section down below. You're but what? 80? 80 something? Mid something? Somewhere around what are, there? What are you, 85? Around there. No, what are you? What are you? So, somewhere around there. Oh, come on. You're like <laughs> a girl. I don't want to tell anybody my age. <laughs> 51% of Americans in May 2021 had bought cryptocurrency for the first time within the last 12 months. Now, that's all because of the bull run, right? Now, we're going to see yeah. the same thing happen again when this thing starts skyrocketing. We have some cryptocurrencies that have gone up 300% in the last month, and people are still like humming and hawing. Oh, cryptocurrency is dead. Anyways, 24% uh, of Americans said they don't understand how cryptocurrency works, let alone Bitcoin. That was their last statistics, and I think that was a good one to end it. On that little list there. So I don't understand, Ross, I don't understand how cryptocurrency works. What is a Bitcoin wallet? Oh, crap. Here we go. <laughs> By the way, you're a millennial no matter what. It's it's supposedly between <laughs> 81 and 96. It's supposed to be a disc. You're a millennial and you're a millennial. You're a millennial. There's nothing wrong being a millennial. I thought I was Gen X. Again, they keep moving this number around. So what is it again? So Gen X is 65 to 80. And oh, I'm, shit, also seeing, I'm also seeing 65 to 81. I'm looking at three different charts, and they're all different. Two of them confirm me as a Gen X, though. One of them puts me in a millennial, the most recent chart, which is uh, 81 to 96. That's a millennial, 81 to 96. Okay, I'm a millennial. So you're a millennial, no matter what. No matter what 80s year you were born. And then Gen Z is 97 to 2012. And I, I guess they haven't figured out what's after Gen Z. The woke? <laughs> the wokers? 
so, you know, I just offended somebody. So what's a wallet? You want you're asking me what what the hell's a wallet? Well, let's let's go basic. What is a cryptocurrency? What is a Bitcoin? Well, what what are you asking me? What do you want from me? What is the Bitcoin? What is the Bitcoin? <laughs> what is the Bitcoin? That is my question. Oh man. Um so the Bitcoin, the Bitcoin. The Bitcoin. Well, you can't even say the Bitcoin. It's the crypto. Okay, what is the crypto? Because it's all the same shit. Eh. Um, pretty much. It's 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 a digital asset. All of it, NFTs, cryptocurrencies, blockchain, all that, all that. It's 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 a digital asset. It, it's 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 worth something. Um, of course, you get into the details of well, cryptocurrencies has a whole bunch of them where NFTs are just unique, but it's still a digital asset. Um, and they're almost used very similarly too. It's, it's, you know, like an NFT is a painting of something, a digital painting of something or a digital copy of something, or not even, not even a copy. It's just, it's, it's an original something, which can be anything <laughs> music, a picture, a JPEG, uh, for crypto or Bitcoin, whatever you want to call it. I know people just call it every single cryptocurrency bitcoin now um but it's 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 like currency for me the, the the easiest way for me to explain it is people didn't understand what credit cards were back in the day they're just like this doesn't make sense i have a piece of plastic that i could just swipe and i have somebody that backs this up and i have to pay them back the difference between that and this is you don't have to pay anybody it's it's like an investment um, it's it's a digital currency. It's 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 almost like like roadblocks or Fortnite or any of these games, Call of Duty that you could buy. You you could literally buy whatever in-game currency that is pretty much. It's almost meaningless within the game, but it's worth a lot within the game because you could get a lot of stuff. Um, but in the in the real world, I guess with crypto, you could obviously. If the stock market goes up, the value of whatever you put in goes up. And if it goes down, then whatever you put in, the value of that goes down. So yeah. um yeah, in a nutshell, it's 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 a currency, it's a it's a type of currency that you could use in many different ways. Um, you could also get scammed in many different ways, but it's a it's a digital currency that is out there and it's starting to it's starting to become mainstream little by little. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you deal with a country's currency, like the USD or Canadians CAD or uh, the Euro or GBP or whatever, those are all currencies that are supposed to be backed and based around that country's economy, right? And how that country's economy does is how well the value of that currency does, right? Now, the the idea around cryptocurrency is having a world currency that is decentralized. It's not based or backed or, uh, or, or in regards to a specific country. And it's supposed to be kind of like by the people for the people. You know what I mean? So you're not having companies and organizations and, and, and politicians running how the money infrastructure is built and run. Now, mind you, there are currencies that are like that, that are kind of backed and based around certain countries or certain you know companies or whatever it is but for the most part 
the idea of majority of the cryptocurrencies on the market is that they're decentralized and that they're scalable, that you can do things with it, right? The other thing is they're supposed to be a very secure or secured uh, reason behind it or, or a way to check it, right? So there's, I guess, more ways for the average person to verify transactions on the network and it's a lot easier than money going through the financial system. Like if you have something that F's up on your financial system, it can take a week or two before you even really find out what's going on, right? Even when we're sending things like wire transfers between countries, those wire transfers can take days. If mm -hmm. people want to complain about sometimes transactions taking half an hour with cryptocurrency, try to send a wire. A wire takes more than half an hour. It takes more than a day takes four or five days and sometimes when it hits your account they still hold that shit you know what yeah. i mean so it's just a it's a it's another way of transacting digital funds quicker easier and more secure and because it's not backed a dollars to dollar now there are some that are called stable coins then you do have the volatility of the value of what you have going up and down now it's the same like if you were to take your US dollars and go buy euros, right? You could buy a bunch of euros today that you couldn't buy last year because the US dollar is actually worth more than euros today. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So if you were transacting on a daily basis in different in different currencies, then not crypto, but you know, euros or USD or CAD or Aussie or whatever the heck you're doing, then you're gonna deal with the same kind of volatility. If you would ask people five years ago that the U.S. dollar would be worth more than the euro, they'd be like, you're crazy. It's the same yeah. kind of deal with crypto, right? Crypto goes up and down and it has things, Rojas mentioned, like NFTs. But I like to break it down to a little bit more simple than NFTs. Like smart contracts is what gets me excited when it comes to cryptocurrencies. There's layer twos. There's projects that are being built on it. Developers come in and they try to make money smarter and work harder so that we don't have to right mm -hmm. instead of building big financial infrastructures to do simple tasks then this can all be coded so it's done automatically and it's got it's got an open source community and people always trying to help out each other and some really interesting stuff so it's pretty exciting so one i guess you don't have to buy a whole coin if you're looking at bitcoin or ethereum and i think just think about it as digital money, right? I tell people all the time. It's like, if you thought about when our parents first, I guess for us, because we're first gen immigrants, but when our parents first came to this country, uh, first gen, gen, well, I'm first gen Canadian or first gen US. When our parents first came to this country, there was no computers. Like, how mm -hmm. would you invest? You know what I mean? And even if they wanted to invest, they would go down to a bank and the, the, the bank manager or whatever would be like, all right, we're going to do this, this, and this with your money. They didn't understand what they were doing. They're like, okay, cool. We'll do that. And they never looked at it until they had to retire. Mm -hmm. You imagine if you did that with cryptocurrency. Like I said earlier in this podcast, it's like there's been some in the last month that have gone up 300%. 300%. Insane. Absolutely yeah, insane. So I think that everyone should get into it. If you are wary about it, then, you know, diversify your portfolio. Don't make it your biggest investment. Mm -hmm. But make it part of your investments. 
because I, I mean, I'm a strong believer, but do your research, right? The kind of, I don't know, it, it drives me crazy that people aren't buying crypto right now. Like, I'm like, how could you not? It's the best time to buy right now on how low the market is. It's insane. And, and you know what? We keep saying that we're waiting for adoption. We're waiting for adoption. We're waiting for the Fed to say something. We don't know how taxes work. Listen, majority of you guys out there don't do your own taxes. Don't worry about your taxes. Let your tax man worry about your taxes. Mm hmm Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it, we go pretty deep on that whole conversation with taxes and how all that works. Um, but yeah, the easiest thing is just let your tax guy do it because there's a lot of laws that are changing right now. And yeah, just let your tax guy handle all that stuff because it's just, things are changing a lot constantly. Well, a lot of times with your taxes, it's when you pull it out that's when you deal with your taxes, not when it's in there. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And like, how often do people ask about the tax implications when they get into things like, I don't know if you guys call them RSP or like 401ks or whatever, because there's all like different tax loopholes with that stuff too. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the infrastructure, the tax infrastructure around cryptocurrency is still being built. So just hold it until it's done being built and then you'll figure out which loopholes you want to use to get the biggest return for your buck <laughs> yeah um yeah so you know it was really interesting when we start to talk about adoption right and people people are skeptical but we have companies like disney that are jumping into adoption already they're signing deals with some coins like polygon did you hear about that mm-hmm -mm. I'm going to show you. I've been talking about Matic for a while, so I'll share my screen. It says Polygon source 70%, and it's actually way over 70% now, um, and development updates for Disney Accelerator. Developments at Polygon have triggered a bullish breakout. The latest rumors suggest the unveiling of a new scaling technology this week. Go away. Um... Over the past week, so about a month ago, Polygon was actually worth about 33 cents, and now it's up close to a dollar. And that's all because of all this news through Disney. So it says on July 14th, Disney announced that it had selected Polygon alongside Lock Lockerverse and Flickplay to join its accelerator program, which aims to develop technologies to create new storytelling experiences. Expanding on its on this, Disney said that the accelerator program intends to make use of new technologies, included augmented reality, NFTs, and artificial intelligent characters to build future immersive experiences. Mm. Interesting. So I think, hold on, let me check. I want to see if this guy is the... He's maximalist. Yeah, he's a co-founder of Polygon. Uh, Mihalio, Mihalo, Mihalo, Mihalo. Sorry, if, whatever. Um, <laughs> the he said that when we started Polygon, the Ethereum community embraced us. They that empowered us 
to onboard 30,000 apps and 150 million users and become a giant among scaling efforts of alt layer ones. So alternative layer ones. Um, so some of the main coins that other projects can be built on. We made a promise to stay committed and give back to Ethereum. In three days, we're delivering that. Three days to go until the most important reveal of 2022. And I think, oh, hold on a second. Dude, this isn't even the Disney announcement. He's talking about something else that hasn't been revealed yet. Huh. So this was posted on July 17th. And as we're recording this, it's the 19th. So this news is going to be coming out tomorrow. So stay tuned for more Polygon news. That should be really, really interesting. I would think that their biggest news yet was that they signed a Disney contract. <laughs> yeah. Um, question to you. Somebody is brand new, doesn't know anything about crypto. You tell them it's a digital currency. They don't have to buy a whole coin. Um, some of the most common questions that I get is, can I buy it with a credit card? How do I buy cryptocurrency? And where should I buy cryptocurrency? If you had to give somebody an answer to that, what would your answer be? If somebody wants to buy crypto? How do they buy it? Where do they buy it? So... There's a lot of different platforms now. Um, it's a lot. Again, I was saying earlier, just everything's becoming mainstream little by little. And um, ooh, if I were to have to point them in any direction, because I know there's 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 a lot of options. There's a lot of options. Okay, so first you need to check within your whatever country you're in. Every, every country has, like, I don't want to say their number one app, but I guess their most advertised apps. Mm -hmm. You know, you got you got uh, Crypto.com, you got Coinbase, you got Robinhood. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there that will be dedicated to just crypto, or they'd have mix of crypto with stocks or, you know, whatever it is that you're looking for. So if you're looking for... Um, if you're looking for, oh, how do I put it? Like, if you want to get started, the first thing I would do is before I list any apps, I would say look at whatever country you're in and see, like, you know, even just do a simple Google search. Top five, top five crypto apps in Mexico, top five crypto apps in Africa, whatever it is. Um, like I said, every country is different. Some countries might have it banned. Some countries might have a very specific to their ecosystem. Um, for us in the States, um, I've done my research where I'm like, okay, cool. I want, I want something very, very simple. And some people say like, you're stupid because fees are a little bit pricey. I'm just like, I know what I'm paying for. That's fine. You don't have to call me stupid because I'm paying extra fees. Hey, you know what? I could afford it. You can't. Who's the stupid? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like, people get all offended. They're just like, oh, you're using that app? It's like, why are you offended, bro? Like, <laughs> it doesn't affect you. Um, Coinbase. I like Coinbase. It makes it stupid easy. 
and when every time I've ever used Coinbase and they're and they're because you know they have to pull the money and they have to confirm that the money's there and stuff, they give me a credit the second I I, I begin a pull. If I'm just like, hey, I want to pull five hundred bucks, they tell me, cool. While while we are doing the transaction, here's five hundred bucks for you to do what you need to do within our app, um, which is great. You know, for me, I'm like, cool. Let me go ahead and do that. And I've already confirmed in all my crap, all that stuff in there. So I like Coinbase. I the, the good thing about Coinbase is they have Coinbase Pro. They have Coinbase Wallet. So you, I could just move my stuff without getting extra feed. So um, if I want to do NFTs or whatever it is, I could just move my shit around, which is great. Um, the second app, which I like a lot, is Robinhood. It does have... Um, stocks like regular stocks and it does have a little bit of crypto biggest reason why i got robin hood was because of doge doge was a lot easier to get through robin hood now you can get doge and several other apps much easier way um i do use some other apps that i don't like at all like kucoin but you have to because kucoin's got some shit that other places don't have well let me get there <laughs> kucoin Trust Wallet, um, OpenSea. There's there's one directly for OpenSea, but there's other ways of doing OpenSea without going directly through OpenSea. But it's just a pain in the ass. Um, basically, KuCoin and Trust Wallet are the two ones that I I have to have, but I hate a lot. And yep. it's like what Next Level just said. It's it's there's certain cryptos I can't get on Coinbase or I can't get on Robinhood. Or if I go from Coinbase to even their, their Coinbase wallet, I still can't get it. Um, it's kind of like hoops of fire, like the way I call it. Like if I want to get a certain coin, they're just like, oh, cool. We don't accept Ethereum. So I'm like, what the hell do I do? Well, you need to go Tether. Well, can I just transfer this to that? They're like, well, you kind of have to transfer your Ethereum to this. And then this, you have to transfer it to that. And then from that, then you can transfer it over to whatever it is, Tether, you know. Um, and then from that, then you could buy whatever you want that's not on the Ethereum blockchain. I'm just like, freaking hey, dude. Um, so, yeah, with KuCoin and Trust Wallet, it's a little bit of hoops of fire to get money in there. And and they they are use they're trying to make it easier, like by adding a third party payment system, but then your bank says like, Oh, this looks like fraud or this looks like a scam or this looks like, so again, um, for me, the easiest way possible is the best way possible. I hate making things complicated. I already have way too much shit that I need to figure out on my own anyway. So, um, I'm cool with Coinbase and I'm cool with, uh, Robin hood. Now, the other ones, too, that I want to mention, if people are very like, well, I don't want, you know, I just want to invest in Bitcoin. I just I don't really want to worry about like all these other ones. I just want to do something really simple. Dude, if you have a personal PayPal account, you could buy Bitcoin through PayPal. Yeah, you could you could do it through Cash App also like Bitcoin through Cash App. Um, and right here, I'm just looking at my apps there. Yeah, Weeble. There's there's some very 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 simple ways that you're probably already using that you could yeah. just buy these cryptocurrencies in sure. the most simplest way possible. So sure. look For at sure. what you're doing. If 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 
for me, I, I recommend the same thing next just said. Diverse your portfolio. Don't put all your eggs in one basket and think it's just going to blow up. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I, I have like 15 different coins that I'm in, um, maybe a little bit more, but that's why I have all these different apps, you know? Yeah. So yeah. love so, my long winded answer. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's very similar. So like, depending on your country, you do have to search, um, what applications work for your country. Now, some applications don't let you buy crypto directly in which you can have those in no matter what country you're in, right? If you look at things like Exodus, right? You can use Exodus no matter what country you're in, but you just can't buy crypto. Well, actually, they implemented something recently where you can buy crypto directly through there. So, But then you have to do additional KYC, maybe give your IDs and stuff like that. A good, easy place to actually start looking for a platform if you want to get into it, if you don't already have something like Cash App or um uh, uh paypal or or somewhere you can buy it directly through like Robinhood or, or weeble already um you can actually go to coin market cap right so show my screen there for a second and if you were looking for something as simple as let me make it bigger so you can see it is that better yeah yeah so let's say you wanted to buy bitcoin you could go into bitcoin and click on markets and you can see the top traded ones here. Binance is really popular. FTX, you have Coinbase, uh, Huobi, Gate.io, KuCoin. Now, Gate.io and KuCoin are very, very similar in regards to their platform. Very similar. Um, good platforms with good availability for a lot of coins that you might get, not get on places like Robinhood and Weeble. Um, there's Bitfinex. You can literally just go down here. And then for every one that you haven't heard of, just do a Google search. See, are they available in your country? Um, what works in your country? Um, and try them out. And if it doesn't work for you, you can transfer your crypto out, right? When you create mm -hmm. a new wallet on a new platform, you can just transfer it out, right? Um, now, some of the lesser known ones at the bottom is where you're going to find things that are very difficult to find, like new coins that are coming out. Let me see here. Like if I was to go to a coin like uh, Pirate Chain. What a Pirate Chain. It's funny, their tickers are. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're a piracy-based coin, but if you go down here and you go to markets, you're like, where can I buy this? There's no... Did there's you say no piracy-based? <laughs> yeah, well, no. Uh, pri <laughs> privacy. Privacy. <laughs> Not piracy. But oh, if you scroll true. down, you're going to see things like Pancake Swap. What's Pancake Swap? You're going to see FMFW, Trade Ogre, uh, Safe Trade. Like a lot of these places, they're not really transacting a lot of money, but they're one of the only places that you can buy this coin. Like if you look at the volume, the daily volume, you're getting not even $100,000 a day, right? Pancake Swap, 3500 Like it's not a large amount, but sometimes you hear on social media, all these different coins coming up. Where do I buy it? How do I buy it? And if you go to places like, for instance, um, Trade Ogre, you can't buy crypto directly on here. So you would have to start with something like a Coinbase, Crypto.com, Robinhood, Webull, wherever they actually give you a wallet so you can transfer your crypto to another wallet. And then from there, you can 
um, you can transfer it into there and then exchange it for other currencies, right? So mm -hmm. that's a little too complex, though, for the most pe most part. When people come to me and say, I don't know anything about crypto, like nothing at all, and I want to get into buying crypto, I tell them just buy Bitcoin. Just buy Bitcoin and buy it every week, every day, every month, whatever you want to do, treat it like a savings account and don't look at it for two years. Just just leave it alone and just buy it and just treat it as a savings account, right? Yeah. <sighs> um, some of the platforms that I guess I've tried in the past, um, I do use Exodus and that's just somewhere where I keep some of my coins. And one of the reasons that I do keep some of my coins in Exodus is because it gives me the opportunity to stake it. And staking is just locking it up for sometimes it's not even locking it. Sometimes locking it for a month. Sometimes locking it for three months. The staking terms are always different, but you lock it up and it pays you interest. So we've seen interest anywhere from 1% to over 30%, depending mm -hmm. on the coin. It can vary, right? So sometimes that's the reason I use different platforms because some of them give me different um, bonus or rewards like that. Uh, some of the other ones that I've used is gate.io, which I said is very similar to KuCoin. Um, has a lot of good features in KuCoin and gate.io. Like you could get in there and you can really um, set your buy and sells really nicely and do a bunch of stuff like that. But for the beginner user, platform like KuCoin and gate.io is going to be a little bit confusing, I think. The same thing yeah. like maybe Binance. I've used Binance a little bit, but the everyday applications like uh, Coinbase, Robinhood, Webull, PayPal, and Crypto.com <laughs> are, are, I think, are really, really user-friendly. My main app that I'm using right now is Crypto.com. I just recently switched to them, and I think that they, even though I find that they still do have a little bit of fees, but they, they're able to, to do what I want them to do. They have staking on their platform, so I'm staking some of my coins. Um, they have their uh, crypto visa card and mm -hmm. they have other they've they've started to encompass their NFT platform into their application now. So now you can access their NFTs. You can act access their staking there. They have another one called uh, Supercharger, which I don't even think is available in the States. But because I'm not in the States, I have access to it. So once a month or once every two months, it'd be like we're holding an Ethereum supercharger event where you put in your crow, which is your crypto.com coin. And if you leave it there for 30 days, it'll pay you Ethereum as a bonus for free. Hmm. And right now, I think the event is like 22% of whatever crow you put in in 30 days, it'll give you that in Ethereum. And I'm like, yeah. for free? Okay, I'm down. Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing is um, they have their earn program, which I've, I'm using and I'm trying to build up a big enough bag in their earn program because here's a tip. Some of those coins that you can stake in their earn program can pay you coins that you can use to top up your crypto.com credit card. So you're using the interest off of the coins that you're just locking away to pay for purchases on your crypto card. Like, yeah, why not? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm using crypto.com a lot right now. The other thing is I find that um ways of purchasing, most of these places will allow you to purchase through your credit card, through your bank, um, and through wire as well, I think. 
I've seen some places accept wires for payments, but let's be realistic. Who the hell uses wires anymore? Unless you're like some kind of big shark tank guy. <laughs> um, and with a lot of these platforms, they offer the ability to do uh, reoccurring purchases. And I highly recommend that for people who don't do a lot of research. Even for myself, I have, da I have daily buys set up. And it's not because I don't do my research. It's because I believe that right now is the greatest, like a great time to dollar cost average and buy every day. And I'm mm -hmm. going to do it for as long as I can and hold it for as long as I can. Not financial advice, but for a lot of these platforms, you can set up daily, you can set up weekly, you can set up monthly. So if you want to use one of these platforms like a savings account, then you can set up, you know, weekly buys for five, $5, $10, $25, $100, whatever you find is feasible for you. And I strongly recommend that. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's just places to buy, how to find places. So again, a website, a good website to start off at is CoinMarketCap. It has a lot of good information. And when you go on the, whatever crypto you want to buy, you click on markets and it would tell you some of the biggest markets like platforms that you could buy it on. Um, the other thing is some people are like, oh, I'm signing up for Coinbase or I'm signing up for crypto.com. Oh, they're asking me for my ID. I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. What would you say to the people like that? That's the way they identify to make sure you're not like a like a robot or scammer or um it's kind of interesting how they do that where they they want they want like a real identity like like no, normally it's like, like you take your a picture with like it's a picture of yourself holding your ID card like they make sure you're a real person um and I think it's very interesting how they do that it and and I, you know, again, I think it's, it, it depends on your comfort level. Um, even, even, even with stocks, even if you're looking to invest in stocks, not just crypto, they, they, they there's always a, a question like questions or, or things that they need to identify who you are. Um, because once you start getting into like investments and stuff like that, it's kind of, it's like a standard, I guess, you know, that they have to, they have to know who you are. Like, they're just like, okay, who are you? Are, you know, are you, a scammer or is this a fake person is this a, is this a bot is this what is this you know so i think it weeds out a lot of those like bots or 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 things that uh, you know like like they try to make sure all their apps and everything are clean from that crap um and you know and the other thing too is you know we've heard every now and then that there's some kind of you know, like, like, like somebody hacked into something and stole whatever amount of cryptos and all that stuff. And normally that's from a third party of something. Um, and it's, it's usually not like a, like an actual user. It's usually not an actual user that has identified who they are and stuff like that. So for security purposes, they ask for that. It's, it depends on your comfort level if, if you want that or not. Um, but if, if you're going to be buying it with your money in your bank account, there's no way to buy it unless you tell them who you are. Right. Let's put it that way. And, and that's not their fault. Like there's regulations set up by the banks and by the government. They, they need to know where this money is coming from. Even if you deposit $10,000 your bank account, you think your bank account is going to be like, oh, that's cool. Don't worry about it. We won't ask where that $10,000 came from. You crazy. Yeah. You crazy. 
So they have to do reports. Um, there's been articles that have come out over the last two, three years where even companies as big as Binance have been shut down from operating in certain countries like Canada mm-hmm. because they weren't following certain regulations that the government wanted them to follow. So in order for them to interact with you in your country in certain ways, they have to follow your country's rules. Simple yep. as that. Simple as that. So if you were to go to a bank and uh, open an account, they're going to ask for the same information. Who are you? What's your name? What's your date of birth? You know, all that kind of good stuff. It's the same as opening a bank account at your bank. You're just dealing in different currencies. They're going to ask the same information, same shit. Um, I have mm, two more articles. So do you want to go next or do you want me to go through another one? Um, I got one. Yeah, let's go. And I got I got two of them that I wanted to, to bring up. Um, so I don't know if you heard about this. <laughs> um, what you need to know about cryptocurrency betting. They're now cryptocurrency looks like it's it's going into casinos. Well, there's there's remember the fun token that I told you about like years ago. I was like, yo, this looks pretty cool. It's a casino. Fun token. Fun token, yeah. So, and and there was, like, some game that I found that you could bid, and it goes, like, 1x, 2x, 3x, and then it drops to, like, 0, and then 1x, 2x, 3x drops to 0, and then you just stop it, and then you either gained or you either gained a lot or you lost it all, pretty much. It's like a one-and-done type of thing. It's kind of funny. Um, so this one is okay. I'm just gonna read this. It says online casinos, online casinos, casinos are now accepting cryptocurrencies as a way to bet. The rules of every game in the casino remain unchanged. What's the main difference? You're using cryptocurrency instead of real money. If you are a casual gambler, consider your cryptocurrency in your next playthrough. Every pick and return will play along as you bet. Uh, one thing you should remember that cryptocurrency is a digital only currency. It is it has no centralized control and you cannot hold it physically. What you do get are tokens or coins that pass around through blockchains. Fortunately, every transaction in crypto is done in an instant. Um, so you do not need to wait for a long time as you have your crypto. But first, there's a couple things here that they wanted to share on, on what it does. So. The way to do it, uh, there is, let's see, have a crypto wallet from a good service provider. Uh, having, uh, yeah, so having the wallet, when you when when you have much crypto at your fingertips, it will be difficult to manage the money you have. Ensure that the service that provides enough security to the wallet, you can trust reputable service providers, including Trazor, Ledger, Exodus, and MetaMask. Um, and they're saying just to be careful with shady wallets um you buy the crypto and you start gambling with it you start is just just like money it's the exact same thing the only thing is you get paid in crypto so it's, it's it would be interesting to see if uh like how big this takes off because i know a lot of people are doing it but they're looking into betting within sports um they're looking into 
betting within players. So like like this one, for example, there's there's a, a sample here. It says find a sports book for crypto and you could choose players kind of like uh, fantasy, fantasy football, fantasy soccer, fantasy, whatever it is, whatever your fantasies are. You could do that <laughs> and you could just ex- like the exact same way in stakes that you play with your real money is how you can do it with crypto pretty much. So I, I don't know when, when, when I see this and I'm just like, okay, cool. If I go to a penny machine, I'm like, cool, let me play the penny machine. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a specific crypto and I'm pretty sure there's going to be different rooms. Like high stakes are going to be like Bitcoin, Ethereum. Then you'll have your penny slots, your penny cryptos, you know? So what do you think? It's going to be everywhere. Like you walk down the street. Now I'm starting to see places that are accepting other coins like Cardano, like even regular businesses that you see, like they're accepting more and more coins. People Mm -hmm. understand that crypto is not going nowhere, bro. They can't knock it out. It's not going anywhere. So all you can do is prepare yourself for the people with the money. Yeah. With the money. So I thought that was kind of cool. I know we're moving slowly into it being a more normal thing. And it's with the high stakes of crypto, it's kind of like, well, betting is a big thing where money moves back and forth constantly. Mm -hmm. So why not? Um, The other article that I have, the second one is Fortnite maker teams up with crypto's steam competitor to boost game development. The Abyss, a gaming platform built on crypto, is teaming up with Fortnite. And what they're doing is, is it's a bid to incentivize developers. So the Abyss founder told Coindesk, and this is a Coindesk article here, uh, in an email that conditions between Epic Games and developers will be better than standard ones and will not be confined to the premium support additional developers using unreal and if you guys haven't seen anything about unreal you guys need to go on you guys need to like go down the rabbit hole a lot of people a lot of companies use unreal's engine for creating uh, cgi right go through the rabbit hole go to youtube and just search unreal engine and you will not believe the games that are being created the worlds that are being created like everything that's being created right now that we won't see for another five to ten years and it's just insane how realistic this stuff looks it's just crazy um so additional developers using unreal will not need to sign a separate agreement with epic All transactions are done through the abyss. Epic offers fairly generous licensing terms to developers using the Unreal Engine. It only requires developers to make a quarterly payment of 5% of returns over 3,000, according to its end user license agreement. Developers can also negotiate an upfront price if it's preferable. 
so I keep saying this that what they need to do is and and I know they're it's a it's like a slow progress. They're slowly trying to figure this stuff out, you know. They're saying that right now six games are currently live on the abyss compared to 30,000 on Steam. But as we know, Fortnite has or not just Fortnite, Epic. Epic Studios has a lot of really good popular games. And a lot of good resources. And a lot of good resources. So I was just playing Fortnite literally, shoot, like two days ago. And I'm over here like, man, like I can't wait till they, until they, they, they stop reselling the same skins over and over and over again and they start making them exclusive like literally i like like once they do that the value of that stuff is gonna go ridiculous like for people to be like hey i want to buy this skin it's gonna cost this much amount of money or if i'm like hey i want to sell my skin and i don't you know what i don't even care if fortnite takes like a 1% transaction fee or whatever. They would probably take 30%. Probably. <laughs> All the companies seem to like this 30% mar margin. Everybody does. So I don't know. I I, I wouldn't mind if, if they did take a percentage when you're selling stuff or like a transactional fee or whatever. Um, but I, but it's kind of like, you know, I'm in the I'm in the waiting room and I'm waiting for the game to start. And I'm seeing people with skins that I already have or dance moves that I already have. And it's starting to be like, yeah, like there's a lot of them out there, but I don't know. They need to start making them exclusive where they're just like, hey, we only made a hundred of these um, or a thousand of these or whatever. We you know whatever it is, whatever the overall game population percentage is, they need to say, hey, this is how many we're going to sell. And that's it. Um, because there's going to come one day and I don't know what, when it's going to be, but you've seen the movie ready player one. Yeah. There's going to be a day where something like that is going to exist. And it, we're, we're getting there already. If you guys haven't seen the movie ready player one, check it out. Um, when it comes to meta or Oculus, it's, it's, it, it's already here. Um, it's already going into that environment. And, I think once they start to say, okay, for Fortnite, this is what we're going to do. You're going to be able to do this, 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 and you're going to be able to change some of the things out and be very exclusive and unique and whatever. Cool. Then you could, then you'll have your own identity, your own fingerprint. And I think they're heading in the right direction. Um, I, you know, I'm, you know, I guess we'll see. I'll I guess we'll see what happens when it happens, you know? So what do you got? So I had sent you some info. I'm not sure if you had a moment to look into it, but this is a coin by the name of Neoxa. And Neoxa is a secure decentralized blockchain for the gamers, developers, and miners. So this is a new coin that's come out recently that you can mine, but it's not the only way that you can acquire this coin. I've actually set up my son to make me Neoxa by playing Rust. So Rust is like a survival game. Um, so really, really interesting concept that you can actually earn cryptocurrency 
while playing certain games. So it says Neoxa will be Neoxa's currency for investors, gamers, and gaming developers. Neoxa will be implemented to games such as Minecraft, Roblox, and many other popular games that allow custom modifications and servers. It does not stop there with blockchain assets. Developers can implement Neoxa assets into the game and feature it in upcoming Neoxa marketplace. So really, really cool. So I was watching this to get started. So I'm not actually going to play the video, but if you're on the YouTube side, you set up a wallet through Neoxa's place, and then you go into the game, you find a specific server, see the Neoxa server there, and then when you're in the game itself, I don't know if you can see that, right underneath the bar, he's doing an add wallet and he enters his wallet there. And then mm -hmm. as he's playing the game, mining certain things, he's actually earning the crypto coin, which is super cool. So we're going to see a lot more of this style of stuff coming out, I think, really friggin' soon. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that stuff. Uh, if you're into those games, like I said, I've... I've set it up on Rust. I haven't actually done anything yet or haven't, you know, employed my child labor yet. So <laughs> when it actually starts to go through and he actually starts to play it, if I can get him to play these servers instead of the ones he usually plays, I'll let you guys know if I actually made anything off of my child labor. But for now, I haven't uh, I haven't got it started yet. It's set up. It's all good to go. He has his own wallet and he can mine directly through it by playing it. But I don't think he's really excited about it yet until I start taking away his stuff. Yeah. Um, play my game. <laughs> another article came out. Uh, UFC fighter will receive their full salary in Bitcoin and shrugs off the crypto market volatility. Hell yeah. Uh, Brazilian UFC fighter Luana Pinheiro becomes the first female sportswoman in Latin America to receive her entire salary in BTC. Um, I'm not a big sports person, but have you heard of her? No. No, okay. So it says um, UFC fighter uh, Luana announced that she has partnered with Bitwage to receive her salary in Bitcoin. Uh, she said that she continues to receive fiat payments from her sponsors. Smart. Live off your sponsor money. Take your real money and bank that. But converts them to BTC admittedly through Bitwage. So the sponsor money, she's still converting into Bitcoin. Um, is currently ranked 15th in her division and has won eight of the last consecutive fights. Uh, the fighter said she chose to receive her salary in Bitcoin after her boyfriend and fellow mixed martial artist, Matthias Nicola, encouraged her. Comparing Bitcoin to her fighting style, Jiu-Jitsu, she said that uh, it highlights that she prefers to get paid in Bitcoin and that she does not care about the volatility of the cryptocurrency. According to her, volatility is the key factor that drives asset appreciation. Yo, who says only dummies are fighters? Because she sounds pretty freaking smart. <laughs> if, I, if it weren't volatile, it wouldn't go up either, she said. F further explaining, think about it. It takes an average of 10 to 15 years for an individual to obtain a black belt in Brazil in jiu-jitsu. So my time preference here is just as long, if not longer. Everything else is just noise to me. And the lower the price, the more Bitcoin I can secure for the future. So she's trying to hold this shit for 15 years. She's like, it takes me 15 years to get a black belt. It'll take me 15 years to cash out my Bitcoin. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. I think that was pretty cool. I, I like her 
her, her, her like her aspect like her the way she thinks about it we should all be thinking about it in a very similar fashion right like if you don't want to do the research and you don't want to go back and look at the histories and look at things like um you know the bitcoin having events and um all the different news articles and the different charts and all that kind of stuff and you just want to buy it and hold it then buy it and hold it don't buy it and get scared and back out Rojas has told stories on this podcast of friends that he's had that bought it at, you know, prices when it was going up and sold it at, you know, $3,000, $4,000 because they got scared. But mm-hmm. if you go back through the history, every time it has a bull run, it goes back 80 to 90%. And then we get prepared for the next bull run. Yeah. Which, I don't know. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you feel about the market right now? I have um, one more article. We can do the last article really quickly, or we can just go right into this. It's up to you. Uh, okay. So, well, I guess we could talk about the 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 where the markets are right now. Yeah. Um. The, I don't know. I, I have I have mixed feelings on. I I I think what's happening is a lot of people are getting excited about how low it is, and that's what's manipulating the the market a little bit. Um, every time it dips, like I'm watching this thing and I'm, and I, I'm watching like Ethereum, and every time it dips like to a thousand, it, it, it's like a springboard. It goes right back up to like 1200 bucks and then it'll slowly come down to like close to a thousand again. And then boom, 1300 bucks. And I'm just like, I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm just watching it. And I think what's happening is people are getting excited about how low it is and they're trying to buy and i still think it's gonna go a little bit lower not much i don't think it's gonna go much lower than where it it is right now but i I think it's gonna go a little bit lower um if it does go any lower it's because of course all the new investors that are coming in and and buying are gonna they're panic buying because it's it's like dude this is a killer deal as soon as this thing starts to like recede a little bit they're gonna panic sell and if if all the all these new people are coming in that are panic selling, it's gonna it's gonna dip the price pretty good still. Um, but again, I don't see it going too low or as low as as like I don't know Ethereum under a thousand is it's not impossible. You know, we could see it go down to like eight hundred bucks maybe. Um, Bitcoin, we could see Bitcoin drop to like fifteen. But uh, I, I, I still think I think we're I think we 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 saw pretty close to the bottom. I still think we could reach it. Um, and it just depends. You know, it really just depends. You know, people are, are pumping money into it and it's still like slowly leaking down. So it just depends if they're going to hold or if they're going to if they're going to panic sell is what i call them you know so i don't know i i i'm i'm very for me i don't really care because i'm just like cool i'm i'm every time i see a month like a, a dip somewhere i'm just like shit is this gonna go to a thousand again buy is it gonna hit 900 bucks buy dude i'm you know how many ethereum i was before all this dip started happening right yeah it's I'm, it's like I'm you, more than that now. <laughs> you you kind of have to set a number in your head. You're like, 
if it goes below this and I believe in it, then I'm buying. You know what I mean? Like Bitcoin's under $20,000. Yeah, I could go to 17 again. It can go to 12,000. Who knows? But anything under 20,000 for Bitcoin, that's a good price to me, especially if you're going to be holding it for more than two years. Right? Well, like I said, usually if you look at the charts, it comes down 80%, 90%, and then it gets ready for the next bull market, right? So all these cryptocurrencies right now, I don't care what it is. You got to look at it and be like, all right, under this price, I think is a good buy. And then every time it goes in, if you can dollar cost average, or if you can do reoccurring buys or limit buys or whatever your platform will let you do, I think it's a good idea. Now, I think that we're in a really, really interesting place in the market. So what I'm starting to see now is I actually think that, yeah, we're in a recession, but I actually think that prices are going to come down. So this is mind blowing for me. So things like tech, tech is going to come down in price, but we're in a recession. Yep. And, and it's it's crazy. So this is what happened over the last two years. If, if people are climbing out of a cave, <laughs> we, we went through uh, we went through a pandemic. Right. Then we went through. Every government printing make believe money, giving it to people and companies. Right. Then we went through companies hiring mass amounts of people. And placing crazy orders because now the regular everyday consumer had this money and they were buying a whole bunch of shit. Literally more shit than they ever bought before. They're just buying shit. So all these companies started reporting record sales. They're like, our sales are up. This is gangster. We're going to go. We're going to buy more. We're going to employ more people. And then after they placed all those orders for all the supplies, I'm looking at you, NVIDIA placed all those orders for the supplies, <laughs> the chips, the, the, to get all their new graphics cards set up. What happened next? Oh, shipping issues. Right? So all the orders that were placed in 2020 and 2021, right? NVIDIA, for your new graphics cards for the 4000 series aren't starting to come in until now. But you placed those orders off of the crazy sales during the pandemic. NVIDIA is trying to mm -hmm. back out of these sales contracts <laughs> now with TSMC. NVIDIA can't. <laughs> TSMC said to NVIDIA, listen, if you want to back out, then you got to find somebody else to take these, uh, take these chips. That's the only way you're backing out. The only way. So now, not just NVIDIA, even though I'm throwing shots at them. A lot of companies, I think, have placed massive amount of orders that got delayed and they weren't able to come in until the next six months from now. So they're going to be stuck with a bunch of product they can't move. They're going to have to bring the prices down. So even though we're in inflation, I still think that we're going to see some very, very sideways movements with an upwards trend, not a crazy upwards trend, but sideways going into a more green area because the prices are going to come down. Retail investors are going to forget that we're, we're in a recession. They're just going to forget about it. They're going to buy a bunch of shit. 
And these companies are slowly going to get green because their their sales are going to trickle in because they're going to have to clear them out. Yeah. Like, look, right now, I guess that kind of leads into this. But look, they, NVIDIA specifically, I'm going to keep picking on them, is going to get crushed in sales, bro. Crushed. Because. Check this out. So when the prices of crypto came down, a lot of people were mining cryptocurrency with graphics cards. A lot of people, including myself, right? And now, not only is the price the lowest that it's been in, I don't know how many years, so people are jumping out because it's not as profitable to be a crypto miner anymore, right? So now there's a bunch of crypto, not crypto, a bunch of graphics cards on the market selling for dirt cheap. You can find in the States, used still in good condition a 3070 for 350 us you can find that right now amazing prices on some of these cards and we're right around the corner from the 4000 series graphics cards coming out on top of that to make the issue even worse for nvidia and the other graphics card manufacturers the ethereum foundation has posted that september 19th is going to be the merge date for ethereum 2.0 now, what does that mean? That means that graphics cards will no longer be needed to mine Ethereum. They want to be accepted. They're going to be useless on Ethereum. So we're going to see a lot of people drop off from mining Ethereum. A lot of people drop off from mining in general. So the is market is going to be even more flooded in September. Is that for sure? Like September 19th is the date of... 2.0 listen that's what they say and what they say is never for sure they've been saying they've been switching for like for years yeah they've been saying they've been switching but is this the first time that they've actually given us a date like a specific date i don't think i don't think i've ever remembered them giving us a date yeah they don't usually give us a date they'll give us a month so the way that it works is that there's a test net that's going live in the, the second week of august i think it's august 11th and as long as that test net goes the way it's supposed to, which it should, that's what they're saying, then the merge date will be September the 19th. Now, the other interesting thing is for crypto miners, um, the there's like a, a, it's called a DAG file or like an information file, and it gets larger and larger as the blockchain grows. Um, that same time around August 11th, the file is going to be so large that any graphics cards that have less than five gigabytes of VRAM can't be used on Ethereum anymore. And a lot of the ASIC miners that mine on Ethereum have five gigabytes of, of, a, of a VRAM. So even if they don't move forward to um, proof of stake, then a lot of those ASIC machines and the older graphics cards have to jump off their network anyways. Mm. So, yeah, I haven't really seen them give a specific date like this. They usually just give us a month. But this is going to make the graphics card market even cheaper, which means that we're going to see a lot of more cheaper computers, a lot more cheaper laptops, I think, over the next two, three months. Especially that we're going to have brand new products coming in that they're not going to be able to sell. That's crazy. Right? This is a compounding issue that they're all going to have to deal with. And then maybe one day we'll actually see a freaking graphics card from Intel. <laughs> oh, yeah i think that the market is going to be a really really interesting interesting place over the next three to six months i see that we're going to have a lot of sidewards momentum and we're going to be slowly going up like yeah 
maybe you bought Bitcoin at sixty thousand dollars. You're not gonna you're not gonna see yourself in green over the next three three months. Maybe not even the next six months. But we're gonna be going in the right direction. I think. Not a financial advisor, just a random dude on the other side of the internet wearing sunglasses inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I think that's what I'm going to title it. NVIDIA getting crushed crypto to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> and if I could add a little dab guy at the end of the title, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> you got to do it on your phone, I think. Mm, I want to try. I'm going to see if I could do. Actually, you know what? You could You could probably. I know there's codes that you can grab and, oh, yeah. and copy paste it. So, yeah. I'll, yeah. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think you got a spider on him. <laughs> Is that a is that a, a dire spider? <laughs> I think he totally just lost it right now. But hope you guys are doing good. Um, anybody wondering why he was screaming? Something jumped on him and he just lost himself. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Try to get you guys all the latest and greatest stuff. Um, yeah, a lot of crazy stuff happening within the market. Let us know what you guys think. Let us know. Um, let us know. Just leave us a comment. Leave us a review. Smash that thumbs up as always. Share it with a friend. Um, next level's alive. So anything you got to say before we get the hell out of here? <laughs> Thank you for watching another episode of Beyond the Streams. Wherever you're watching us or listening to us in, make sure you check out. Uh, make sure you leave us a comment, sec- comment or review so that other people like yourself can find the content that you enjoy. Make sure you also check out the Beyond the Streams YouTube channel every Thursday, usually sometime between 1 to 4 p.m. We have a live stream. So you got to make sure that you got notifications turned on so you can be part of the community, be a part of the conversation. You never know where we're going to go. You never know who we're going to have on. So we'll see you guys on the next one. Peace. <laughs>